0: go one more week on the shepherd, don't let the Lord do that, so, one more service on the shepherd, the title of the message tonight is The Good Shepherd, The Good Shepherd, so if you'll look at John chapter 10, verse 11 and 12, please. John chapter 10, verse 11 and 12. How are all the sheep tonight? The sheep doing good? Any boats around here? If they are, don't let them get to me. They give the sheep the authority to knock them in the head. No, not really. If you can discern them. Amen. Okay, John chapter 10, uh, verse 11 and 12. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Now, when I say that, it's interesting the response I get because I think when I say things like that, it kind of makes some of you wonder, you know. And uh, amen. you ought to know if you're a sheep, I would think. Don't, Don't you know if you're a sheep? If you're a sheep, then you ought to be happy. If there's a question mark in your mind, then maybe you can understand your expressions on your face, but if you're a sheep, why don't you smile? I I, I think sheep smile, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I looked one in the face, but I think they smile, if I remember. Uh, Goats, they don't smile, I think. They smile? Mark? Okay. Like I got some. Well, I'm not calling you a goat, brother. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> sheep, sheep smile, don't they? They look like they smile. <clears throat> well, that's important. I mean, just as long as they look like they smile. I mean, yeah. So anyway, let me look at you and make sure you're you're sheep. You smiling real big. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Looks like. We almost have 100% sheep here tonight. Okay, amen. Well, verse 11 of John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. Again, the title of the message tonight is The Good Shepherd, but the focus will be tonight wolf or sheep in wolf's country. Sheep in wolf's country. You may or may not be aware of the fact that you are in the wolf's country, and so you have to have a shepherd, because if you don't, the wolf will be successful in destroying you, okay? So, tonight, The Good Shepherd. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We ask for blessing to be... Upon the reading of your holy word, we ask, Lord, that you would have your way in the midst of us. You are the invisible God, but we know that you dwell inside of us, and we thank you for being among us. We ask that your will would be done in and through us tonight. Bless the sheep, Lord, that hear your words tonight. Bless this house, for you are the true shepherd over the sheep of this house. And I give you praise and glory and honor as the under shepherd in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated now. I would like to get some volunteers. If I could have seven volunteers, if you lift your hand, please. Hey, okay, Brother Daniel, please get for me. Genesis four, verse two. Okay, Brother Randall, Genesis 30, verse 31. Brother Bloss, Genesis 37, verse two. Okay, Brendan, okay, Exodus 2.17, okay, Fino, I'm going to give you John 10, 11, and 12, the one we just read, all right, okay, uh, somebody else, you want to read for me, okay, get uh first, sa- did I do Exodus 2.17, yeah, I got Brendan, okay. 1 Samuel 17, 34 through 36, please. Okay, who else? Brother Patrick. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 16 through 17. And I gave, you know, John 10, 11, 12, right? Okay, Okay, praise the Lord. So when when I come to these, I ask you to help me read these so we'll understand some things about the shepherd. To begin with, when you talk about Jesus Christ says, I'm the good shepherd. Jesus likened himself to many things. One place he likened himself to a mother hen. Seeking to gather the little chicks under his wings. The Bible says they would not. On and on and on he's likened to various things. In this chapter he likens himself to the good shepherd. He likens nations to different kinds of things. Nations such as these world powers here, like Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Roman Empire, were depicted by these animals. So nations are depicted by different things. The wicked are depicted by different things. One example, the wicked is known as the green bay tree. The green bay tree. The backslider is also... Uh, identified in different ways. The backslider is seen as a dog returning to its vomit or to a sow returning to its wallowing in the mire. So as you go through the word of God, God uses different things to depict different kinds of people. And in this particular chapter, he has likened himself as a shepherd And he likes the born-again believer, likens the born-again believer to sheep. Right? You see that? Uh, Let's start out. Let's talk about sheep. Give you a little understanding about sheep. How many of y'all know something about sheep? How many of y'all have ever been sheep farmer? No? You know a little bit about sheep? You know a little bit about sheep. Well, first of all, a sheep is defenseless. You notice a sheep is defenseless. It doesn't have the ability to defend itself. Right? It can't climb a tree to get away from the enemy. Have y'all ever seen a sheep climb a tree? Okay, so it can't climb a tree. It can't dig a hole in the ground to escape. Okay, right? It doesn't have claws. Right, like a lion. Doesn't have claws, does it? Doesn't have fangs. Its teeth is not made to defend itself. It, it's. Teeth is made to eat grass, not to defend itself. I mean, it might bite you, but it's really not. The teeth on the, on the sheep is not made to defend itself. Correct? The sheep uh, do not have a natural camouflage. I know if you're driving down the highway and you look over and they might be a mile away out there on the plain. and But you can see them with your naked eye out there in the open plain because they have no natural camouflage. Camouflage. You know that? Sheep also are the least intelligent animals for their size of any other animal. They are the least intelligent. Okay? Praise the Lord sheep also cannot see over 10 to 15 yards. They can't see very well. Did you know that? So they they're almost blind. Which means that the sheep because of their condition, their eyesight not being very strong, they can't even see the shepherd. And they are completely dependent on hearing the voice of the shepherd because they can't see the shepherd. So they are defenseless little creatures. Okay, amen? Say praise the Lord. And we'll get into this in just a little bit, how important it is to have a shepherd in your life. Uh, but that gives you an idea because they're completely defenseless and we've covered a lot of different aspects of the sheep to show you that they are defensive animals and they need a shepherd. <clears throat> but let's talk about the good shepherd first, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to go through these scriptures and we're going to have five different shepherds in the word of the Lord that depict to us Jesus Christ, the good shepherd. OK, and then we're going to have one passage in the scripture it talks about the idol shepherd, I-D-O-L shepherd, the idol shepherd, that's the antichrist, okay so I'd like for whoever got Genesis chapter 4 and verse 2, Abel, please read that okay is that it okay so Abel was a what a keeper of of the sheep. Nabal's the type of the Lord Jesus Christ in the fact that he is a keeper of the sheep. Okay? Genesis 30, 31. I will do what? What? Feed? I will give feed and keep thy flock. Okay, so now, okay, Abel's the keeper of the sheep. Jacob is a caregiver to the sheep because he feeds the sheep, right? What else does it say? He does. Feed and keep. Well, praise the Lord. So he takes care of the sheep, right? 37 verse 2. Now we come to Joseph. Okay, so the Bible says specifically that Joseph feeds the sheep. Okay, so we've got Abel keeps the sheep. We've got Jacob who cares for the sheep in different ways. We've got Joseph who feeds the sheep. Now, let's look at Moses. Exodus chapter 2. And verse, give you the verse, Brendan. Okay, read that please. Okay, thank you, Brendan. So now we have Moses here as a shepherd and he is watering the sheep and he is protecting the sheep and ultimately he will guide the sheep. Okay? So a waterer, a protector, and a guider of the sheep is Moses. The fifth one is David. Okay? A little sister's going to read that for us. 1 Samuel 17. David, you know David was a shepherd, right? Okay, first. Samuel 17, 34-36. Yeah, you did good. Okay, so there we see David is a shepherd. David is protecting the sheep against the bear and against the lion. Okay? So we've already we've covered five different shepherds in the Word of God and different aspects of those shepherds. They are all a type of the Lord Jesus Christ being a shepherd to us. Okay? Now, the sixth one, and he has the number of the Antichrist, the idol shepherd, the sixth shepherd in the scripture, Zechariah chapter eleven. Versus 16 to 17, right? the <laughs> Okay, did you catch that? About the it's called the idol shepherd. Now, God, the Bible says God's gonna raise him up. Isn't that interesting? God's gonna raise the idol shepherd up, and the idol shepherd is the Antichrist in that passage. Okay? So the sixth shepherd that we've looked at in the Word of God is the Antichrist that is going to come. He's going to leave the flock. It talks about the judgment of God upon this idol shepherd of the Antichrist. Okay? Sixth shepherd that we've looked at. Is the Antichrist, and he has that number six. You understand? And then ultimately we have seven. The seventh shepherd is the good shepherd. Brother Fino, please read John chapter 10, verse 11 and 12. Alright, thank you so much. Alright, so we have the seventh shepherd now in the passage of scripture is the good shepherd. And the number seven is the number is the number of completion. And so God brings us into completion. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Now, he lets us know in that passage John chapter 10 that we're talking about is that the sheep are dwelling in wolf country. You are surrounded by wolves. You are living in wolf country. And you need a shepherd to take care of you. Okay, and ultimately Jesus Christ is that seventh shepherd in the passage that we've looked at that brings you into completion and he's going to bring his people into completion and complete the flock. But he is going to protect his sheep because his sheep are in wolf country and you are in wolf country. And the way he does that, of course, ultimately he's going to lay down his life for you. But then as far as protection is concerned, because you're surrounded by all of these wolves, He's going to place under shepherds underneath him that are going to protect the sheep. So the way that the the good shepherd protects the sheep that he's died for is he places over those sheep and underneath himself what's known in the Bible as under shepherds. So in Ephesians 4, verse 11... And the Bible says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors or shepherds and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. But who is it that gives the shepherds over the sheep or under shepherds? It is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep that places over the sheep under shepherds to protect them because you're in wolf territory. I mean, understand? You need to be protected because, as we said, you have no defense. You can't even see the danger. See, sheep don't see the danger. Okay, and and as we said, they are defenseless. I'm not going back all of those illustrations over with you again, but they are defenseless. They have no camouflage for one thing. Another thing is, they are wonderers. They wonder. Look at Isaiah chapter 53. And there in verse 6. Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. Notice it doesn't say all we like horses have gone astray. It doesn't say all we like pigs have gone astray. It doesn't say like you know, all we like uh, dogs have gone astray, right? It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. So sheep are prone to wonder. They are prone to go astray. They don't have an inward compass. A a horse, a pig, it has an inward compass. A dog has an inward compass. A cat has an inward compass. You understand what I'm trying to say? It has the ability to hone in. If it's lost, it it can find its way back to its house. But a sheep does not have an inward compass. So if a sheep gets away from the shepherd, Remember, it can't see very far. The shepherd is the eyes of the sheep. So if that sheep gets over the hill, it's completely lost. It loses touch with the flock. If it loses touch with the shepherd, okay, it is completely lost and it doesn't even have the ability to know that it's lost or where it is or how to get back To the shepherd. Because it does not have a built-in compass. So, are y'all with me today? It is very important for you to understand that God likens the body of Christ, the born-again believer, as a sheep for a reason. You need a shepherd to be your eyes for you. You need a shepherd to warn you against danger. To protect you. If you don't, there's wolves out there. Now, in the last days, there is going to be this independent spirit that works in man. That's one of the signs of the last days is that men are going to be independent. They're going to have an independent spirit. And a sheep that is independent spirited is in very dangerous territory. A sheep that is distant from a shepherd is in very dangerous territory because they're in the wolf country. And that wolf is just looking for any opportunity it can to destroy you. You as sheep are completely dependent on the shepherd for your life. If you don't have a shepherd in your life, you will be destroyed. I'll say it again. The sheep are completely dependent on the shepherd. If it wasn't for the shepherd watching over the sheep of the world today, the sheep would be completely extinct. The only reason why the sheep are not completely extinct today is because of the shepherd. So the church of Jesus Christ is the same way. That if if the church doesn't have a shepherd watching over it and protecting it from the dangers from the wolves that are in wolf country, you will very quickly quickly become extinct as a sheep because you were made to be dependent on a shepherd. You are, you are not made as sheep. You were not made as sheep to live independent of a shepherd. And anybody and everybody that tries that independent spirit, okay, you know, they want to be the man or whatever, you know, the, the, the woman, whatever. Uh, and they want to prove that they can do it on their own, and they're the man, you know, and they're the woman. They don't need a shepherd. They don't need a pastor. They don't need to contact him. They don't need to be in touch with him. They don't need to be talking to him. Uh, they can be distant, and they can still make it because, you know, will very quickly find out that they will become destroyed because sheep were made to be dependent on the shepherd for their defense. Amen. Praise the Lord. And when if you wander away from the good shepherd, are y'all with me? If you wander away away from the shepherd, you don't have the ability to even find your way back. The shepherd has to go seek you. But if you've got an independent spirit, if you're an independent sheep that lives distant from the shepherd, are y'all here today? then you will be a sheep that cannot be helped. Sheep who live like that, with an independent spirit, cannot be helped. You can't help them. Okay? And as I said, one of the end time signs is that there will be an independent spirit of man. Don't need a shepherd. But you see, if you're completely defenseless as a sheep, Don't even have the ability to have a you know inward compass to find your way back. That if you don't have a shepherd in your life, and ultimately you need to see this is that God is your ultimate shepherd. I'm just an under shepherd, but God has chosen under shepherds to protect you. And I know I talk to some of you, and I will look at you, and I will tell you that that's why you have a pastor. And some of you give me this suspicious look. Like, does that mean you want to control all my life? It has nothing to do with that. What I just told you was, is that I'm watching out for you. I'm your eyes, because you can't see over 10 to 15 yards. You, you can't even see the shepherd. You can't even see the shepherd. Your eyesight is so bad. And you have to listen to his voice to be directed. I could care less about controlling your life or running your life. I could care less about it. I got my own life, my own family. You understand what I'm telling you? The last thing I want to do is try to control your life. But I know my responsibility and that is to protect you from harm. Okay? So don't be that sheep that's an independent spirited sheep, you know, because if you're like that, you are in big, big trouble. The wolf is going... Let me just put it to you this way. How many of y'all like lamb chops? Anybody ever eaten a lamb chop? You like lamb chops? That's what's going to happen to you. The wolf is going to get a hold of you and turn you into one big lamb chop without a shepherd. The only hope that you have as a sheep is that you've got a shepherd in your life that's going to keep that wolf away from you so he don't turn you into a lamb chop. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? Give God praise in the house. Now, there are some sheep. Okay, y'all here with me. There are some sheep that you can tell by looking at them that you're really, and I say you're, I'm me, I'm, I'm the one, you know, happy to be the shepherd of this house here. Uh, I can tell by the actions of some people the way they are, the way they live, the way they, you know, distance themselves from the shepherd is that I'm really not their shepherd. I can, I can tell I'm not their pastor. They love to come to that church. They love to sit in the church with the other sheep. But that doesn't mean that I'm their shepherd. See, just because you came here tonight doesn't mean you even recognize me as your shepherd or as your pastor. And I can tell who those people are by their actions. Amen. There's just some sheep that are like that. They have this independent spirit about them. They come to church, but they will will not sign the church membership. They won't sign. Wonders. So they'll come. As I said, they'll come and they'll sit with the sheep, but they won't commit to the church they won't sign the membership role. I guess they think I'm going to chase them down with the book. You know. Hey, I'm not chasing you down. It's your responsibility to not be an independent sheep. It's your responsibility to say, I want to be a member of this church and I'm going to make a commitment to this church and be a member of this church, so I'm signing my name to the membership role. But there's some sheep that are not like that. What I'm trying to tell you is they really don't have a pastor. They really don't have a pastor. They just come to church, sit there, but they really don't have a pastor because they don't sign the membership roll and become committed to that church. And then there's some sheep that come to church and they eat with the flock. But they don't bring their tithe. They love to graze. They love to be fed. But they don't bring the tithe. Okay? Say amen. And then you have other sheep that are the kind of sheep they're just going to move from one place to another place to another place to another place. They're going to go from one church to another church to another church to another church. And their whole lifestyle is constantly church hopping. Okay, Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is possible, maybe possible, possible, possible that they are sheep, but they don't want to commit. They want to go to church, but they don't want to sign the membership roll. They want to come to church, and they want to feed with a flock, but they don't want to bring their tithe. Or they're the kind of sheep they want to jump from church to church to church. But that's very dangerous. And I thank God for most of you that you're not like that. Okay, The majority of you here tonight are committed sheep. You're saying, I know I need a pastor and I'm, I'm glad to have a pastor and, and I want my pastor to know that I'm a sheep. And I want my I'm going to act like a sheep and I want my pastor to know I'm a sheep and I want, I want my pastor to know that I'm, I'm dependent on him like a sheep is dependent on a shepherd. And, and I'm going to make a commitment to that house and not just show up to church without signing a membership roll. I'm going to make a commitment to that house not just to come and graze and be fed with the rest of the flock, but I'm going to bring my tithe to that house and I'm going to make a commitment. I'm not going to jump from one church to another and be a wandering sheep all the time. I am going to be a loyal sheep in the house underneath that under-shepherd. Give God praise in the house. Now, I'm, I don't want to jump prematurely, but I can say, I can look at something, you know, at least at this point. And I told Jared Cannon, he hadn't missed a lick since we got since he got baptized in Jesus' name. Okay, he's, he's here. Uh, the services, when we have services, he's there. You see what he's saying? So he's saying, I, I know, I recognize, I need a shepherd in my life. Now, there have been some... We baptized them in Jesus' name and they claimed the Holy Ghost and we never saw them after that. You know what they just said? I don't need a shepherd. They are going to become a lamb chop. The wolf is going to eat them. Okay? But Jerry Cannon, he's been here ever since uh, every service. Hadn't missed a leg. And you know what? He's even been in the prayer room. Okay, now I know he's just starting out. We got a long ways to go, but at least he's starting out the right way. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's not this independent kind of guy. You baptize in his name, you never see him again. He's saying, "I'm I need a shepherd. I'm a sheep. I need it. I need that. I need ultimately God to be my shepherd." But I need listen. People like Jared are saying, "I know that God is my ultimate shepherd, but I recognize." That God chooses under shepherds to protect the sheep. So I've got to stay close to my under shepherd. You say, Well, I don't need an shepherd. I got God. You fail to understand something. God has chosen the under-shepherd to protect you. And if you don't have a relationship with him, if you're distant from him, you've got problems in your life. Say amen. The wolf is ready to devour you in a moment. Praise the Lord. Now I'm up here. I'm up here. Praise the Lord. Is this helping anybody tonight? So how many of you want to be committed, committed sheep? A committed sheep is saying to the shepherd, I need you to be my shepherd. I'm not going to be an independent, spirited sheep. I'm not going to do whatever I want to do. And, and listen, it, it might sound, listen, you get around some people and some of you are so committed to that relationship with an old, under shepherd. You call him, you, you talk to him about decisions in your life. You call him and let him know when, if you're going to be late to church or you're not going to be at church at all. And some people, if they, they found out about you, they think you're crazy. No, you have an, an understanding you are wise people. That it's not about your sheep wanting to control everything. You think I enjoy getting calls constantly? You understand? But you're a wise sheep. i got to stay close to my shepherd. I'm making some decisions here that are very important. I can't miss it. I don't want to miss this decision. And sometimes I may tell you, go ahead and you make the decision. But if I can help you, I'm going to help you. And I'm not solicita- soliciting more calls from you. I'm just telling you how important it is for you not to have an independent spirit, sheep. That's why some of you are messed up. You're confused. So I'm confused, Pastor. The reason why you're confused is because you've got that independent spirit about you. You don't recognize the simple fact that God, your shepherd, has placed under shepherds over you and He uses those under shepherds to protect you, the sheep. Give God praise in the house. So when you say, Pastor, I'm here, I'm committed. I'm signing the membership roll. Pastor, I'm committed. I'm not just here to graze with the rest of the sheep and get fed. I'm going to bring my tithe. Pastor, I'm committed to this house. I'm not going to be a church hopper. Good times, bad times, Whatever. Drought times, rainy seasons, whatever. I'm here. You can count on me. And I'm not saying you got to tell me that with your mouth. Because there's a lot of people who tell me that with their mouth and they're gone the next week. Do it by your actions. When it's time for us to lay the rod on your back and and I'm not saying beat you with it. (laughs) Lay the rod on your back to count you. There goes long ears. There goes white nose. You know. And oh where he where's he at? Oh, don't know. See? They lay the rod on the back so they can count the sheep as they go through. You understand? When you when I come to the house of God, I'm looking for everybody. I'm standing back there and I'm I'm doing a scan. Say, where's that sheep? And I know you're not long ears or white nose or Jonathan Lemons or Marine, Sarah Marine, sister. Okay, so anyway, I just do a scan. I say, where's that sheep? If you're not here, you haven't let me know, you're out there in wolf country somewhere. I don't even know where you are. You crossed the hill somewhere. You you disappeared. I don't know where you are, what you're about. And then some sheep get up in the middle of service and walk out the door, and walk right out into, into wolf country. Is that is that a characteristic of good sheep? No, that's not the characteristic of good sheep. Because a good sheep knows they are dependent on the shepherd, and they need the voice of the shepherd in their life. Damn. How many of y'all believe what I'm preaching to you today? I'm preaching to you the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But the hireling fleeth when the wolf cometh. You understand? You're in wolf country. The wolf is going to try to destroy you. It, It loves to eat sheep flesh. It loves to taste your blood. So it's essential, it's critical that you don't get an independent spirit about you. Or a wandering spirit about you. You just wander off. I can see my own way, yeah, about 10 yards and then you're going to run right into a wolf. And if you're if you're so far away from the shepherd, he can't see and the wolf is devouring you or the bears devouring you and the You're distant from the shepherd. What can the shepherd do? Then you want to blame it on the shepherd because you got devoured by a wolf and it was your fault because you distanced yourself from the shepherd. You are dependent on the shepherd for your life. And if you separate yourself from that shepherd and the wolf or the bear devours you, that's your fault. There's no reason for it. You understand? Praise God. Well, I'm going to just go over here and camouflage myself. Yeah, with your little white wolf. And you stand out? You, I can, we, yeah, we'll can see you a mile away, man. And by the way, also, not only can you not climb a tree, dig a hole, you don't have camouflage, you can't run very fast either. A sheep is not a horse. A horse can run, man. But I guarantee you, you put a sheep against a horse and say, run, race. And that sheep... They can't run very fast. They say, "When the wolf starts chasing me, I'll just outrun him." Yeah, right. That wolf's going to be on you quicker than you can imagine. So you have no defense on your own. Okay, you're completely and totally helpless. Now I know you want to be full of pride and think you got it. No, to say it, you know, my my daughter always tells me, "I got this." Oh good, I'm glad you've got this. (laughs) But when it comes to being a sheep in the church, you can't walk around and say, i got this. Say praise the Lord, church. So don't be that independent, spirited sheep. Because if you are, you cannot be helped. You can't be helped. Amen. Say praise the Lord. Be that committed sheep. Hallelujah. Is there anything I said tonight that will cause any of you to repent and, and, and really become committed sheep? Is what I'm, anything I'm saying tonight gives you some kind of revelation or some kind of understanding as to your helpless condition without a shepherd? Your total, total need and dependence on a shepherd? Well, I'm a smart sheep. Praise the Lord. You're a smart sheep. I told you. And I'm not challenging your, you know, your brains. I'm just telling you that sheep for its size in comparison to the rest of the animal kingdom is very unintelligent. And I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying that sheep are just dumb. They're just dumb. They just do dumb things. And the shepherd goes, Why do they do that? <laughs> you know? Why? And, and maybe God's helping me tonight to, to remember their sheep. And that's what sheep do. Sheep just do dumb things. They do dumb things. I know I at least got two, two real obedient sheep. You know? They came up and wanted to talk. Sunday night, talked to him for a while, and I could see this conversation going a long way, and Sister Barbara's up here, and I needed to talk to her, and Sister uh, Christine Stewart, she needed to talk to me, so I told these two sheep, I said, you stay right here, I'll be right back, and, and so I went and talked to Sister Barbara for a while, and I went and talked to Sister Christine Stewart for a while, and guess what? Walked back over there, and those two little sheep were standing right there, and, and I told them, I said, you are, you are very obedient little sheep, you're standing right beside your little pole. Just like you were told, you know. And I think if I had been there for hours, those two little sheep would have been standing right there by that little pole. And one of the sheep, you know, her husband's in the church and he comes walking in after a while, kind of wondering where that sheep wandered off to. And, uh, I just told you, they're they're obedient sheep standing by the pole. Thank God. Thank God for sheep like that. You tell it, you tell, you tell some sheep something, they're going to be there, man. They're just going to be there. They're not going to question. They're not going to say, well, why? You know, they're not going to try to figure out what's going on. They're not going to be suspicious of you, you know. They're just going to do it because they're sheep. All right? Praise the Lord for that. Don't you want to be that kind of sheep? You're dependent on the voice of the shepherd, you know. Now, I can get a call from some sheep, and I feel pretty good about getting calls from some of these sheep. And I can get calls from others, and I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hadn't heard from this one for a long time, which means we got problems. We got big trouble here. Because they've been distant. Okay, say amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand, glad of praise. So, wise sheep will understand yes, God is your shepherd. And I'm not trying to replace God in your life, I'm trying to give you understanding and revelation that God has chosen to place men in your life that are shepherds in your life to protect you from wolves that are in wolf country. And they will devour you, man. Say praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. There's going to be an idol shepherd in the last days, an antichrist that will rise up to power, and he will have his flock. His flock are goats. But he's going to have a flock. And that flock is that independent spirit of man that's going to join the idle shepherd in the last days. I don't want to be a part of the Antichrist. I don't want to be a part of his flock. I want to be a part of the flock of Jesus Christ. I want to say with with David, who was a shepherd, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want to, I don't want to get sucked into the Antichrist being my shepherd. I want to say the Lord is my shepherd. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sheep are useful. Look at your name and say, sheep are useful. I they want to be useful sheep. You know how they're useful? They have young lambs. Young lambs. If you're a sheep, you should be having little ones. Well, I want the I want the shepherd. Where's the shepherd? He's supposed to be out here, you know. Why are we out here winning souls? And where's the shepherd? Well, you're the the sheep. You're supposed to be out there reproducing. Now, in one sense, I am a lamb. I'm a shepherd and I'm a lamb. So in one sense, I'm supposed to be reproducing. But my ultimate responsibility is to this house, is to the sheep. Your responsibility is to go out there and reproduce yourself. Because lambs have lambs. Lambs reproduce little lambs. And if you're a good sheep, you're going to reproduce little other good little sheep. If you're useful. Now, if you're not useful to God, you're not going to give birth to little lambs. But useful sheep, useful to God, are those sheep that are reproducing themselves. I will tell you, this church will go in extinction in a few years if you're not winning souls and reproducing yourself. That's just the way it is. If you want a big church and you want a lot of souls coming to the kingdom of God, then you lambs got to be out there reproducing yourself out there. Come on, somebody. You you are responsible to reproduce yourself and to have little lambs if you're going to be useful in the kingdom of God. Now I know, listen, somebody said, well, I'm out there and I'm trying, pastor. Well, that's what God's going to judge you on. If you're not trying, he's going to judge you for not trying. But if you're out there trying and you want to reproduce yourself, but you're not being real successful right now, I tell you, if you get out there and you keep trying, you will have some young lambs. You will reproduce yourself. Yes, you will. Okay? How many of y'all want to have some little lambs? Praise God. If you have some little lambs, would you make sure that you're a good lamb and the ones you're reproducing are good lambs? Okay. If you're one of those independent spirited lambs, go ahead and have your lambs and we'll do what we can with them. But we'll just pray they don't have your genetics. But if you're a good sheep in the kingdom of God, then you should be reproducing yourself. There should be a bunch of little lambs that you're reproducing in this church. Well, I'll wait for brother so and so to win all the souls. No. If you're a lamb and you're useful, then you're supposed to reproduce yourself and make other little lambs. Okay? And I got a responsibility to shepherd the sheep, and I want to win souls as well, but ultimately, my Energy goes into you. Okay. The next thing about a sheep and it being useful is that it has wool. Say wool. And about once a year, uh, the shepherd will get these sheep and they will what? Shear them. Oh, I'm sure that feels good. You know, wouldn't you like? If you were a sheep, wouldn't you like a razor just running up your back? Taking your clothes off, running around, start naked. That's got to be, that's got to feel really bad, you know. I mean, it's got to be uncomfortable, you know. No wonder they're trying to hide behind trees and bushes. But the point is, is that sheep, their wool is harvested yearly. And it's so you can say the fruit. So the lamb will reproduce itself and have other little lambs, but it will also have fruit in its life. And that's the wool that's sheared off of it on a yearly basis. Give God praise in the house. And that wool that comes off of that little lamb is going to be used to make clothes for the shepherd. It's going to be used. And some of it's going to be sold. For money, for the support of the shepherd and his family. Give God praise in the house. So, a good, useful sheep is going to reproduce itself and have a bunch of little lambs, and it's going to have wool, fruit that can be sold or made into clothing out of. Are y'all here with me right now? To support in a financial way. Give God praise in the house. And, and some. Some sheep also are useful in the fact that they give milk. I, I've never drank sheep milk before. You know? But, it's, I don't know, I guess it's okay if you, can, if you like goat milk. I hear goat milk's really good for you. Right? The goat milk's supposed to be really close to the milk of, a, of, a, of the mother, of a woman. You know? So anyway, sheep produce milk. You drink the milk, you make cheese out of it, praise God, you sell the milk. Hallelujah. How many of y'all want to be a useful sheep? You want to reproduce little lambs and you want, yeah. How many of y'all want to be sheared once a year? Go ahead. I only had one. If you're a good sheep, you'll say, yeah, shear me, Pastor. Che me. I want to be fruitful hallelujah. If you look at First Peter chapter 5 you see in John chapter 10 verse 11 12 the Bible says this is the good shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep. Hebrews 13:20 says he's the great shepherd he cares for the sheep But first Peter 5 in verse 4. He is the chief shepherd who is going to return and reward those that are productive. If you are a faithful, productive sheep who reproduces yourself and who has fruit in your life. Come on, somebody. God is going to come back and He's going to reward faithful, productive, useful sheep. First Peter 5. Let's look at it, okay? Say amen. while you're turning there, I will tell you this, that sheep are clean animals. It's a clean animal. In the Old Testament, you could eat sheep. You can still eat sheep today. It's still classified as a clean animal. The people of God, if you're a true sheep of God, you should be a clean sheep. You should be clean from this world. You should live a clean life, a holy life. You should live a godly life. You should live a life above sin. Sheep are clean animals. In fact, do you really, do you understand that the shepherd washes sheep? Shepherd, get them out, he'll bathe them, clean them, wash them, get behind the ears, and say, praise the Lord. They're clean animals. And to keep, keep, uh, the fly from going up in the nose of that sheep and putting larvae, okay, fly eggs in the the nose of that sheep. You know, if a fly gets up in the nose of a sheep and it lays that larvae, the eggs in that sheep, and that thing hatches out, and in the nose of that sheep, that sheep starts going crazy. It don't know what to do. It'll run it. Boom! It'll run into walls and everything else to try to get rid of that that agitation. So you know what a shepherd has to do to get rid of the larvae, the larvae, the larvae, or whatever you want to call it, of the fly? You know what he's got to do? If he doesn't do it, they're gonna bang their heads in the walls, they're gonna go crazy. They're gonna go bananas. Okay? I'll tell you why there's a lot of crazy sheep in the end times, is because they've let the Elzebub, the Lord of the Flies, fly up into their nose and put larvae in their nostrils and they are hatching out. And they're going bananas, man. They're going crazy. They don't know what to do. They're busting their heads against the wall. You know what a shepherd has to do to get rid of that? He's got to take the head of that sheep. He's got a bucket of oil over here. He's got to plunge the head of that sheep down the oil because only the oil will destroy the larvae that's in his... So it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. It is the anointing of God. And every once in a while the shepherd will recognize i got some crazy sheep on my hands. And they're fixing to bust their brains out if I don't do something with them. And so i got to get them and I've got to force them to get anointed. I've got to push their head down in the bucket of oil. I've got to pray them through. I've got to get them in an altar. If I don't, they're going to die put your head down in the oil. Get anointed by the Spirit of God so you can be delivered from dark spirits. There are sheep who need to be delivered from parasites. There are sheep who need to be delivered from dark spirits. They've allowed dark spirits into their life. And they need an anointed shepherd to come, an anointing there to deliver them from dark spirits. If they don't get delivered, they're going to go crazy in the end times. So sheep are clean animals, and they are submerged. Their heads are submerged in oil to destroy uh, dark spirits. And I'm in the spirit now talking about that. Amen. Give God praise in the house. <laughs> but sheep, not only are they clean animals, clean from the world, clean from sin, they are tame animals. They're tame. Normally the shepherd doesn't have to worry about it. He goes out and he's working with a, with a flock of sheep for the pack. He normally doesn't have to worry about the one that's going to go grab him by the leg and chop down on him. <laughs> Drag him into a cave somewhere. stop on him. You know, because normally, normally sheep, unless they're bionic sheep, or some kind of strange sheep, strange spirit, they're normally tame. Praise God. Thank God for the shepherd's sake that, that, that they're tame. Every once in a while you get a wild sheep. Wild sheep. You want to be a wild sheep? Praise the Lord. Ain't no wild sheep in here, is there? If you're a wild sheep, lift your hand so we can find out right now. you a wild sheep? Okay, no. Praise the Lord. Good. God bless your heart. I don't want you to be wild. I'm not trying to make you mad. <coughs> but not only is sheep clean, but a sheep is tame. And sheep are teachable. You can teach them. Hallelujah. But a goat, a goat cannot be led. You can't lead a goat. Because they are, you can't, they... Goats are not leadable animals. They're not teachable. You can't teach a goat. Are y'all here? You have to drive a goat. You can't lead them. But sheep are clean. They're tame. They're teachable animals. If you're a real sheep, give God praise in the house. And so when Jesus Christ comes back, see ultimately as your pastor right now, as an under shepherd over you, amen and i'm not planning on going anywhere okay i'm not i don't have any i don't have any any ideal i'm gonna get a vacation but i'm not'm I'm coming back i need one okay but anyway praise the lord as your shepherd i want to protect you as your protection, see as your sheep. See you as sheep are not the only ones that need to get this revelation. I need to get this revelation as well. That God has set it up this way. That sheep have to have a shepherd to be protected. That's just the way it is. And without that, the wolf in wolf country is going to turn you into lamb chops. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many want to be a good sheep? You want to be a faithful sheep. You want to be a reproductive sheep. You want to be a useful sheep. You want to be a fruitful sheep. You want to be a teachable sheep, a tame sheep. I've already asked you once. You want to be sheared once a year. Praise the Lord. Good. Hallelujah. Say, Pastor, it's not once a year for us, it's every time we come to church. <laughs> Came to church feeling pretty good. Go home. What tree can I hide behind? Kind of where, where's the bush I can find? I've been sheared. Amen. Well, I was heading over to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4, right? had a little detour there. Okay, Before I read this, I'm thinking about it. Something else I need to share with you. You know, there's some sheep that like to butt other sheep. They really do. The strong sheep like to butt the weaker sheep in the congregation. You know what I'm saying, right? Does that make sense to you? Well, Christians Christine Christians, they call them church bullies. Okay? Now, you want to get on my nerves real quick. You start bossing the sheep around, or you start butting the sheep around, I'm going to get right in your face. Okay? And you'll probably get, uh, you know, hurt and offended and run off to another church. I could care less. But as long as I'm your pastor, I'm not going to tolerate other sheep butting, headbutting other sheep. I don't tolerate it. you understand what I'm telling you? It's very dangerous. But there are some, according to the Old Testament, these old strong sheep, you know, they want to push the other sheep around. Don't let me hear about it. Okay? Praise the Lord. Now, I might might throw a club at you every once in a while as your shepherd. Praise the Lord. But the sheep, last time I saw a sheep, I never saw a sheep carrying one of these. I saw the shepherd carrying it, one of these, right? And, and, you know, it's not the sheep's responsibility to have the hook and the crook. It's the shepherd's responsibility to have the hook and the crook. So, and you know what he does with it? He don't just carry it around because it's a pretty stick. He uses the thing. Okay. And you might think he's coming after you. But he sees a devil on you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And when he hit that devil that was on you, you thought he was hitting you, but he was hitting the devil. He recognized the devil. So he, said, Amen. So he needs this. It's, a de- it's his defense. It's his offensive weapon. He- those those wolves coming boom you know what I'm saying but also the shepherd the sheep starts wandering off and he sees that sheep and that sheep if he don't turn that sheep around he sees that sheep fixing to go off the cliff and the cliff's just walking just happy they can be and I mean I said they can't see over 10 15 yards. And they've just got their head off in the cloud somewhere. And if the shepherd don't get their attention, they're going off the cliff. So you know what he's got to do? He's got to take that club. He's got to throw it at them. And he'll throw it at the sheep. He'll throw it at the sheep. And he'll scare the sheep. So what's the shepherd doing? He throwing his club at them. man. Well, hey! He saw you fix to step off of a cliff here. He just saved your hide. He saved your life. And now your eyes are about that big around. You know, why did Shepherd treat me like that, you know? You know, and he really can't explain too well. Hey, little sheep, you're fixing to go off the cliff over here, but I didn't throw that at you. You would have gone down, man. Now, you sheep, take it in your hand, and you see another sheep kind of straying off, and you want to become, you know, their shepherd, and you throw it, you're gonna you're not gonna distract them off the cliff, you're gonna hit them in the behind, they're gonna go over the cliff. That's what you're gonna do. You you're not skilled with the club. Okay? You're trying to do good. We know you're trying to do good, but you just knocked them off the rest the rest of the way. You gave them momentum. He's not throwing the club at the sheep or beating wild beasts off of the sheep. Every once in a while, get one back in line. You'll just hook him right in the neck. Get back over here in line, you know. He's laughing. Aaliyah, do you think I need to do that to your daddy every once in a while? Get him back in the neck and put him back in line. She said, yeah, that's daddy's girl. She wasn't going to say yes. She was going to say no, and daddy said yeah. It's, I mean, sometimes every once in a while you're going to feel something back of your neck, and it's this hook. It's a shepherd's hook. He's got you. He's trying to pull you back. He's trying to put you back in line. But you keep on fighting. And you keep on resisting. And you say you want to get in line. And you say you want to do what's right. But there's no change in you. You've still got this independent spirit. You've still got this wild sheep attitude. And a shepherd's throwing things at you. And he's put a hook around your neck. And he's warned you. And he's called you out by name. You keep wandering off. And the shepherd will look at you and he'll say, I've tried throwing the rod him. Thy rod and thy what? They comfort me. Shepherd tried everything he could. He just couldn't get that sheep, that wayward sheep, he, that wild spirited sheep, that wayward. He couldn't, whatever he tried to do, he couldn't get that sheep right. So what he'll do, and you know this, I'm not, telling you, I'm not giving you new information. You already know all of this. That she, shepherd will get that sheep and he'll break its leg. <laughs> and it's very painful for the shepherd and it's very painful for the sheep. And that sheep which the shef, the shepherd broke the leg. And that sheep that the shepherd broke the leg It can't run off anymore. It can't stray anymore. The shepherd has to carry it. The shepherd carries it and carries it and pretty soon he can get where it can kind of hobble along just a little bit. And that leg will heal up. And once that leg heals up on that sheep, that shepherd turns it into the bell sheep. Because that sheep will never leave the shepherd's side ever again but he had to break its leg before it would finally learn not to stray anymore. And sometimes, mean shepherd, huh? Thank God I never had to break any y'all, any in your leg. There's some sheep they'll climb off. They'll get close to the edge of the cliff I was telling you about. And they'll just keep doing it, keep doing it, the shepherd throws the rod and everything to Keep away from it. does everything he can. They just keep on. They just have this way about him of always finding the cliff. You know? And the shepherd's like, I'm tired of dealing with it. So he'll let that sheep get over on the edge there. And that sheep will wander off and it'll maybe slide off just a little bit of the edge. It won't go all the way off. Just a little bit off the edge. And that, that shepherd will hide. He's watching that sheep. And that sheep's scared to death. That sheep's crying. Bah, 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 bah. Sister weary. you weary. What she could really do with that. she will say, Pastor, this is your sheep. Bah, bah. I miss her. I got to make it to heaven just to see Sister Celia. She she just anyway. But anyway, over there on the side of the cliff, you know, fixing to fall off down in way down. The shepherd knows where they are. They haven't fallen off yet. And I'm telling you the truth, he'll hide from that sheep. And that sheep will cry and cry and cry. You know? Bad bad they're screaming. And the shepherd will not immediately go and deliver that sheep. He won't do it. He's got his eyes on it. He knows where it is. But he doesn't go and quickly deliver it from its its dilemma. Because he knows it's going to be back on the side of the cliff again tomorrow. So he's got to teach that sheep a lesson. Okay? If he doesn't break the sheep's leg, He's gonna hide from the sheep, and the sheep's gonna be scared to death, okay? And then, basically at the last minute, the shepherd will go and get the sheep, pull them out of the danger, and put them over in the fold. And that, oftentimes, will cure the sheep of wandering to the cliff. But he's gotta hide from them. And he's got to let them get in danger. He's got to let them learn for themselves. He's got to let them learn by experience. Because if he keeps running over there and picking them up off the side of the cliff, they're just going to wander right back to the same danger zone again. So they've got to be, they've got to get the fear of God in them, so to speak. They've got to learn to get the fear of God in them. And, and, and you know, thank God. Listen, I, I'm talking to you as, as an under shepherd. This is the way God works with you. This is the way God works with me. He'll leave you trembling on the inside. He'll leave you full of fear on the inside. Say to God, oh, I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of feeling this fear and this trembling and this torment. I'm tired of this, God. Where, where are you going to come and deliver me? Well, if I come and deliver you now, you're going to be the same place tomorrow. So I'm going to leave you there until you learn your lesson. So you'll stop wandering off. Okay. But I don't see, let me get back to my point, I don't see any sheep carrying these things. It's shepherds that carry these things. And I'm not, ter- I am not saying, as an under-shepherd, I'm not saying I'm a good shepherd. I'm not telling you that. I'm trying to teach you the Word of God. Amen? What's going on? I don't understand. Listen, I've been in things, and I'm a sheep of the Lord. I've been in a situation, man, I've been trembling for months. I've been, I've been in situations, I walk in fear for a long time. Lord, when is this going to end? I'm tired of feeling like this, God. Something's not right. Is it not right with me? Is it not right in the church? What is it, God? Well, keep straying. I've got to leave you there for a while. i have going to teach you some things. How many of y'all want to be, now, You want to be a bell sheep without getting your leg broke. (laughs) Some of you, you want to be a bell sheep. You do. You want to be a bell sheep. You want to be right by the shepherd all the time. And maybe you're trying to get some attention. That's why you keep doing what you do. You you do anything you can to get some attention. But man, I don't want to have to break your leg. Why don't you just get close? ultimately to God. And as you get close to your heavenly father, you get close to your ultimate shepherd, then you'll understand and recognize the purpose of under shepherds, and that is that God put them there to protect you. Not to do you harm, but to protect you. Okay? Praise the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 5, I'm coming to a close. Uh, verse, I'll just start with verse 1. okay? The elders which are among you, I exhort, who am also an elder and witnesses, a witness. Woo! Glory to God. And I'm going to be preaching. I just feel it in my spirit. I'll be preaching out of 1 Peter to you not long from now. Because Peter was writing a church that was in persecution and suffering. And they. Needed to understand why they were going through what they were going through, and, and I told the trustees last night in our trustees meeting, I said, "You know, things are happening right now in the world. As a church, we may not understand what's going on," I said. But First Peter gives you the answer. So I feel at some point I'm going to be teaching you out of First Peter. I'm going to show you from the Word of God. Okay, praise God. So anyway. You know That's why when I read that, the elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. That'll tell you why. Powerful. Feed the flock of God which is among you taking the oversight thereof not by constraint but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. Amen? And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. He's talking to under shepherds here. He's talking to elders who are under shepherds here. And he's talking about the reward that the chief shepherd's going to give to the under shepherds if they shepherd appropriately and biblically. But I will say this to you, church, as sheep. If you are useful sheep, if you are sheep who are reproducing yourselves, if you are sheep who are fruitful and you are clean from this world, You are tame. You are teachable. You are, say amen, committed sheep, true sheep. When the Lord comes back as the chief shepherd, he's going to reward you for your faithfulness. For your faithfulness. Be a faithful sheep. Be faithful. Be faithful so that someday the under-shepherd can say give a good report to the ultimate shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd. This was a good sheep. And give a good report. Not not be grieved on that day of judgment. But they can give an account with joy. The Scripture says not with grief, but with joy on that day. Good sheep. This is a faithful sheep. This is a sheep that reproduces itself. It's, it's a sheep that's clean from the world. It's a sheep that's tame and teachable. It's a sheep that is not wild. It's a sheep that understands and recognizes the importance of having under shepherds and why God set them in their lives. Say praise the Lord, church. He's coming back. And He's not just going to reward the under shepherds, but He's going to reward the sheep that are faithful. Say praise the Lord. So, cut your claws off. Get a file, file your fangs down. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Go over, and I'm closing. Zechariah chapter 11. Has this been beneficial to you? Helpful to you? Do you understand? <clears throat> I, I will I will say this. You will never understand your pastor. Never. You said, well, I wish I could understand him. You'll never understand me. A, a, a pastor's wife doesn't even understand him. You don't tell him you? If, if his own wife can't understand him, you're not going to figure him out. And you're not going to understand him. I've been, I've been a sheep. I've been a sheep under pastors. I couldn't understand oftentimes what was going on. Don't try to figure it out. Okay? Say praise the Lord. Just pray for him. It's the best advice I can give you. When you don't understand your shepherd, just pray for him. Okay? Under shepherds are just men. Men, hopefully anointed by God. Better be. Trying to protect the sheep, feed the sheep. But they're men, they make mistakes, see. So instead of criticizing them, pray for them. Pray for them. I can do it. You say, well, I can do it better than he can do it. I know you can. Okay, but until he puts you up here and puts me down there, then pray for him. Okay, well, Zechariah 11, right? 16? Look at it, would you please? I love you guys. I've been a blessing to me tonight. I'm glad I listened to the Lord. I was, you know, last, last week I was ready to go into John chapter 11 about Lazarus, you know. And the Lord spoke to me and said, no, you got one more message I need to preach. From John 10, the shepherd. Okay. Zechariah. Sheep who are strayers. Sheep who are the ones that come and sit in your midst but do not commit to the church. Those who come and eat like you do with the sheep but don't bring their tithe. may not be sheep at all. They may be goats among the sheep. The Antichrist, the sixth shepherd in the progression of reading that we had tonight, will have his flock, Brother Patrick, in the end times. A flock of goats, not God's sheep. Look at it again, please. Help me, God. You there in Zechariah chapter 11. See, I had y'all read these scriptures, the five that are a picture of Jesus Christ and the one at the top of the Antichrist and then Jesus ultimately, the seventh chapter. I had y'all read these for a reason. So you as sheep can understand the importance and your dependence on the shepherd. It's the way God set it up. He likens you, likes you as the bride of Christ, but the bride of Christ is seen as sheep. And the bride of Christ that he's coming back for when he returns as the chief shepherd to reward, he likens that bride as sheep. Zechariah. Verse i verse fifteen. And the Lord said unto me to Zechariah, Take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. Whew. The awesomeness of the words of this book. The Lord said unto me, take unto thee the instruments of a foolish shepherd. For lo, I will raise up a shepherd in the land which shall not visit those that be cut off. Neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that is broken, nor feed that that standeth still. But he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their claws in pieces. Woe to the idol. Idol. I-D-O-L. Not I-D-L-E. I-D-O-L. He's an idol worshiper. He's made himself to be God. I-D-O-L. Woe to the idol shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword Shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arms shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. That's the judgment of God upon the Antichrist, the sixth in the progression of reading, with the number six as his number six, six, six. He's going to come, And when He does, independent, spirited sheep, independent nature of man will follow Him. And they are not sheep at all. They could have been. Psalm twenty three <coughs> Hallelujah to the land. David said, really this is the profession, confession. It says the Lord. All capitals, yod Hey vav Yahweh, some people pronounce it Jehovah. I'm just going to say, without touching that, for your reference. If you want to say Jehovah, it, the Lord is my shepherd. God is my shepherd. Not that idol shepherd, I-D-O-L. But the Lord is my shepherd. And I am His sheep. And I'm going to act like a sheep. And I'm going to recognize as sheep that God has placed under shepherds to protect the sheep. Because I want God to reward me when He comes back as being a faithful sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul he leadeth me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. My wife told me before we went off to sleep last night. She said, I believe that God watched over the sheep's houses and did not let them burn. And the prayer that went up, you know, I told Sister Kathy she called me. I was in that trustees meeting, took the call, and she told me the fires were getting close to their houses. And I said, "We'll pray. I'll get the trustees to pray right now." Sister Christine was there, and we just started praying. And you know, sometimes you pray something praying against a fire, some kind of natural calamity like that. How you pray? How do you pray against that? You know, you pray against spirits and things. How do you pray against a fire? we started praying there at that table and there was an unction on that prayer God would step and, and, and stop that fire and protect the homes and, and, and protect the firefighters and keep them safe as they fought the fire and there was, a, there was an unction on the prayer. I believe that God sent his angels and they stood before the oh I feel it they stood before the fire like this. Mm. And I I do realize that there were natural angels there to, last night putting out fires, but I believe there were spiritual angels that were saying to the fire, stop! You can't cross this line. That sheep belongs to God. That that one belongs, That's God's sheep right there. Protect that. Protect that home. Protect that home. Protect that sheep. Protect that family. I really believe that with all my heart. And Christina said that as we were going off to sleep last night. She said, I believe that God stood up there and protected. Did you call him his sheep? I don't remember what you said. But it was God protected, His yes, Because they belonged to him. Now, I don't want to be mean. And, and, and this, this is sort of a blanket judgment. And it, it might not apply totally. Because there, there could be some Christians who have lost their houses. But as far as our house is concerned, I believe God protected y'all's home. And, and He allowed other homes to burn. They had not the protection of the shepherd. There was no prayer cover. There wasn't the ultimate shepherd standing there sending His angels to block the fires. I tell you what, friend, it could have happened just like that. Your house could have went to the ground. Just like that. Sister Barbara, same thing. Could have went straight. Just burned up. Just instantly. It's happened to others. I really believe the angels of the Lord stood there and said, See, King 24. Hallelujah. Because God is a prayer answering God. That, Oh, thank God. We are His sheep. We are the sheep of His pasture. And if he's your shepherd, what enemy are you going to fear? If he's the one protecting you, who are you going to be afraid of? You have nothing to fear if God is your shepherd. Praise the Lord. They though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Comfort. When he throws a, throws a rod at you to get you. Your attention, the staff to grab you around the neck and pull you back in line. They comfort me, he said. Hallelujah. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. If you have not seen the teaching on the Church of Pergamos that went out Sunday over the air, television, we are teaching right now in the book of Revelation on Pergamos the importance of God preparing a table. For us in the wilderness. If you didn't record that. You need to get that message for this end times. Because it hit the nail on the head. For this hour. It talks about the seed. It talks about God preparing a table for his people. in, In the presence of their enemies. In the wilderness. He prepares a table in the wilderness. He does. He's your provider. He's going to take care of you. Do what He tells you. If He gives you a word of wisdom to prepare a certain way, act on that word of wisdom. But it's still God giving you that word. And if you need supernatural provision, then he'll, He can give you supernatural provision. But that's what we taught last Sunday. I saw part of it last night. The recording of it. So I encourage you to go back and, and watch that message on the church of Pergamos. It talks about the seed. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Thank God. When I start going bananas, Beelzebub is planting some larvae up in my nostrils, you know, and I'm trying to, I'm hitting my head against the wall and it's driving me crazy. Thank God. God will put, put, put my head in a bucket of oil. And the anointing will destroy. That oil will destroy that larvae. Am I saying it right? Larvi, larvae? Larvae? Larvae, yeah, larvae. Larva. Larvae. Larvae. Yeah. So he said, anointest, he anointh my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's the angels of God that follow the believer. That's the angels of God that follow the sheep. You know what goodness and mercy is? Goodness and mercy is the attributes of God. But goodness and mercy is the angels of the Lord that follow the sheep of God. You've got angels that are following you. Their names are goodness and mercy. They are following the sheep. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He takes you all the way to the New Jerusalem in Psalm 23. The shepherd leading leading the sheep. Green pastures, restoring the soul, walking through valleys, the shadow of death, surrounded by enemies, all these things. Goodness and mercy behind the sheep. And ultimately we see the sheep, they've made it. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the New Jerusalem. John 10. I'll let you go home. Jesus says, "I am." He is Jehovah God. If you want it that way, he's Yehovah, hey Yahweh God. I am the Good Shepherd. He says. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a howling and not the shepherd. That's the Antichrist. The idle shepherd. Ultimately. Whose own sheep are, are not. Seeth the wolf coming. And leaveth the sheep. And fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them. And scattereth the sheep. The howling fleeth because he is a howling. And careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. They hear his voice because they can't see. Him. So they're led by his voice, I can't see. Him. We started this church service today. I couldn't see, him. but we started it by faith. That the Lord, our shepherd, is not only in us, but He's among us right now. Even though you can't see Him with your physical eyes, He is here. There's a reason why sheep, literally naturally can't see beyond 10 or 12 or 20 or 15 yards. It's to teach you. You can't walk by sight, but by faith. And you have to be led by the voice. You have to be led by the Word of God. You can't go by what you feel. You can't go by what you see. You have to have the mark, the mark, and you have to have the footmark following that shepherd because you are ultimately dependent on that shepherd for your protection. If you don't have it, you're in dangerous territory. You're in wolf country, and the wolf will devour you. Please stand. Father, I thank you today for your goodness. You are indeed the good shepherd. You gave your life for the sheep. You're the great shepherd who cares for the sheep. You're the chief shepherd who will return and reward the faithfulness of the sheep. Father God, I pray today, Lord, that You would minister to this flock, which is Your flock ultimately. Help them. Strengthen them. Encourage them. Bless them. Teach them Your ways. We thank you, God, for the victory. We thank you for watching over us. Now as we leave this place and travel to our individual homes, your eye will be upon your sheep. You know where the wolf is. We pray, Father, in your name that the wolf would be destroyed. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, amen, amen. How many of you want to be a, a better sheep? More faithful? Okay, if you want to be a good sheep. <laughs> Brother Daniel has just placed this note up here on this pulpit. It's come from you, right? Okay. He says, please remind those that want to be a good sheep that the evangelism team will meet Friday at 7.30 p.m. in front of Ross on 42nd Street. All are welcome. All the sheep are welcome. You want to be a good sheep? He's got a little smiley face here. Because remember, sheep are supposed to smile. Praise the Lord. Okay. God bless your heart. We love you in Jesus' name. You're dismissed. Amen.